Yeah, 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 yeah. Making her way to the mic. They start dimming the lights. You start feeling alright. From Birmingham, home of the Teddy Longs and the Ruben Stutters. More once you discover. For all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns. For all of the lovers, Mickey James and Marvin Gaye. For all of the lovers, it's Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige. Allow me to say, look, I just found a place. We escape every one of us. I was kind of late. I just made it off the struggle bus. Walking by the fate, cause I know it's right in front of us. Yo, I ain't with the hate, gotta focus on what's great Ladies and gentlemen, Steph Hardy is on the air Had to drop a couple bars just to make you all aware So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show You know I go by Joe or the rest of Hey, y'all. <laughs> the way I did not have the camera up. Welcome to this new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. Of course, if this isn't your first time listening, thank you for continuing on this journey with me as I talk about the ins and outs in the crazy world of professional wrestling. And of course, if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy the ride. Now, of course, this is one of my extra episodes because guess what, y'all? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It is WrestleMania season. It is WrestleMania week. Happy Mania Monday, guys. We are here and it is going on. It is WrestleMania week. But of course, this is my series. I'm continuing my Women in WrestleMania series because it is also Women's History Month. So in the midst of me celebrating that, this is, of course, the penultimate episode to my Women in WrestleMania series because, of course, tomorrow... As I prepare to get ready to travel to um, Los Angeles for WrestleMania week, I will be charting another match, which is near and dear to my heart in terms of women at WrestleMania and that form of representation. So, of course, since it is Women's History Month that we celebrate all women and their contributions in all things, especially in professional wrestling, I hope you've enjoyed my series where I've talked about the likes of Leilani Kai versus Wendy Richter. Jazz versus Trish versus Lita. Um, and of course, the Vicky Guerrero Divas Championship match, which is the first and only time that title was defended at WrestleMania. But of course, this match that I'm going to talk about today is actually going to be talking about a match that led us into the new um into the new era of women's wrestling in WWE as we know it today. And of course. WrestleMania is this weekend. So, of course, more women's history will be made. Um, of course, with the Raw Women's Champion being Championship being on the line, the SmackDown Women's Championship being on the line, and of course, your women's tag team champions in action um with damage control and just so many other women will be on the card as well so of course if you're watching this weekend i hope you're pulling up with your best popcorn your best food your best friends and anybody you know at your house or even if you're going to los angeles and you're going to be there i hope you're going to enjoy yourself because i really feel like this is one of the most solid cards i've ever seen 
for a WrestleMania, and I'm really excited that I actually get to be there. I am really pumped. I am so excited. I've got some stuff to iron out first before I get there, but of course, I just cannot wait to be there. So, to move on to the rest of the show, I'm going to be talking about a special match which took place in WrestleMania in Texas at the AT&T Stadium on April the 3rd, 2016. And of course, this WrestleMania was very special for multiple reasons. There were um all kinds of different matches at this WrestleMania at the AT&T Stadium. Doesn't that stadium look pretty? Now, of course, this was where WrestleMania took place last year as well over the course of two nights. But before they had it last year, they had it in 2016. And the AT&T Stadium, I believe at this time, was relatively new. Um, and this was where, of course, the Dallas Cowboys play if you're an NFL fan. So this is a state-of-the-art stadium. And, of course, WWE, whenever there's new stadiums built, they like to run up in there and have their WrestleMania or different events in there as well. So this is where this WrestleMania was and where this match took place. Now, of course, at this WrestleMania, you had the likes of Triple H and Roman Reigns fighting for the WWE title. And of course, at this point, this is when Roman Reigns was one of the most polarizing. Well, he still is. But this was during a time in which he was still one of the most polarizing superstars um, in WWE. Because, of course, WWE was making it was basically pushing it and making it seem like he really was that dude. But we really were not feeling it at the time. But of course, you know, times have changed now. Um, so that's what we're at this is also where the rock had the shortest wrestlemania match ever against eric redbeard who was known as eric rowan at that time and he was affiliated with the wyatt family and this is where i believe the rock had his cool little entrance where he set his name on fire and then had his short match with eric roman which he wound up winning but also we had a team um total divas versus a team bad and blonde match between all the women that you see pictured here like the bella twins now known as the garcia twins eva marie um page and a number of other women from the cast of total divas at that time going up against team bad who was um naomi slash trinity fatu um tamina emma and um summer ray so at this time of course this happened um as well so this is where we had um more than one match more than one women's match on the card and i believe this was either on the pre-show or at the very beginning of the show but either way the women were in full effect here but of course we're not necessarily here to talk about this match in particular we are here to talk about the triple threat match between charlotte flair Sasha Banks at that time, of course, Mercedes Monet now versus Becky Lynch for the brand new women's championship that was revealed at this pre-show by Hall of Famer Lita. Now, of course, this was the entryway towards the new wave of women's wrestling that was taking place in the WWE. And at this WrestleMania weekend, Stephanie McMahon, who was, of course, with the company at that time, announced that the women's superstars will no longer be called divas, but put on an equal playing field with the men and called superstars. And on top of that, not only were they given a new name, they were also given a new title. So as it turns out, those three women that I mentioned before would be fighting for this new beautiful um, women's championship. And I kid you not, when I watched this pay-per-view back, um, because this was when the WWE Network was a thing, and I didn't watch this live, so I watched it um, the weekend afterward. 
when I saw this belt, I fell in love. <laughs> I was in love and I had to have it because of what it represented. It represented equality because that title, of course, looks just like the WWE championship. And I was just like, this is so beautiful. I have to have it. So I wound up buying it a few years later, but I was just so thrilled because of what it represented and the fact that Lita um, being a part of the women's revolution, as we know it in the past, um, being able to reveal it at the pre-show was just absolutely cool. So um, I love this title. Of course, it's now known as the Raw Women's title because SmackDown would have their own title as well in the colors of blue and white, which I also love and I also own as well. So this was really amazing to witness here. And of course, this match would retire the Divas Championship, which had only been defended at WrestleMania, like I mentioned earlier, one time um, at the Divas title Invitational with Vicky Guerrero, um, with AJ Mendez versus the world. And this match would retire that title because, of course, the Divas moniker would um, be put away um, and immortalized in history but now moved into more equal times so bye bye butterfly title and hello women's title of red and white as we know it today so of course at this time charlotte flair was the um divas champion um because she had defeated nikki bella at clash of champions um and wound up just well Nikki was trying to, of course, stretch out her long reign um, of being the Divas champion for a long period of time. But it was pretty clear that once the new women, you know, of Becky, Charlotte and Mercedes slash Sasha had got called up to the main roster from NXT, it was kind of the writing was on the wall from the programming that Charlotte Flair was going to be the one to take the title off of Nikki, even though a part of me really wanted it to be Sasha because she really was the people's favorite at that time. You couldn't deny that um, WWE really was going with Charlotte Flair at this point because Charlotte, you know, is talented. She's of a greater ilk, of course, because of her father, the two-time Hall of Famer Ric Flair. You know, people really were looking at her to sort of enter in this new era of women's wrestling. So, of course, it made sense that they would go with her, but the people's favorite was Sasha. So either way, this was what was going on. We were dealing with Charlotte being on top but deep down inside, we wanted it to be Sasha. I wanted it to be Sasha because y'all know how I feel about my girl. But either way, that's that's where rest, women's wrestling was back then in WWE. Charlotte was the champion, and so she was going into this match looking to retain and win a new title. So this was really interesting. This was also during the time in which she had turned heel, and her dad was always coming out there with her, cheating for her a lot of the time as well. So he was, of course, out there too. So, you know, shenanigans. But we'll get into that a little bit later. So, like I mentioned before, they had made their debut um, earlier, like in that summer. And they made waves and then teamed up with, of course, Team PCB. Um, and also Sasha teamed up with Naomi and Tamina, of course, known as Team Bad. So that's what was going on then. But either way, you still felt like there was a change in the air. And this, of course, sparked the Divas Revolution, which turned into the Women's Revolution. So this was a really exciting time for women who, for people who cared about women's wrestling as a whole. But definitely when it came to women and that representation um, and the better matches and the quality matches and having longer matches, you know, that stood toe to toe with the men and what they were doing too. So this was a really exciting time for your girl Stephanie. 
I kid you not, I was so obsessed with these women moving up towards the main roster that I owned all of their t-shirts. <laughs> I can't wear any of these t-shirts anymore, but just to show you, you know, the t-shirts that I had because I was so excited about them moving up to the main roster. I had the last kicker Becky Lynch t-shirt. Um, I had the legit boss t-shirt and I love this t-shirt to death. In fact, I wore this t-shirt more than my other ones and I wore the golden letters um, that said boss out because I was washing it so frequently and wearing it so frequently. Like I was so sad, but that was my baby. I love that t-shirt. And then of course you have the, if you're going to do it, do it with flair t-shirt, which I actually wore the day I met Charlotte flair with my mom at cricket wireless when, um, Smackdown had came to town a few years back. So I was so obsessed with these women, <laughs> not only just when they were in NXT, but when they were on the main roster, that I was just so excited that I just went ahead and bought all of their t-shirts. Okay. So I was ready to go. Okay. But he but sadly I can't wear them anymore. But I gotta get bigger sizes. But you know, people grow, people change. It's okay. So yeah, to start off the action in the match, um, the beautiful part about this was the fact that Lita was entering as the women made their entrances. And of course, in my series, I did mention how um, Trish Stratus, Lita, and Jazz weren't able to have a full entrance at their WrestleMania 18 match for the Women's Championship of the WWF at that time. So to go full circle and, and watch this match and watch her, watch these amazing women being able to get to be given time to make their unique entrances was just really cool. Um, it was just really amazing to see and to watch that. And then you also had Lillian Garcia, who was there as well you know, announcing these women too. It was just really cool. You know, all the history that was in that ring, it was like the history informing the present. And it was really, really beautiful. And of course you have Becky Lynch, um, who we now know as the man. Um, she was the last kicker at that time, but I seriously loved her. <laughs> Even though a lot of people felt like she was the more underrated woman out of all the other women who got called up, she was my absolute favorite. Well, she wasn't my absolute favorite, but I did absolutely love her back then because I just loved her different swag. Like she was the steampunk girl. She had the goggles and then she had the captain's hat on in her entrance here at this match. She had on the long coat and everything, had the steam rising from the floor. Like I just liked her vibe And then anytime she would just get crunk in the ring She would go straight fire And I thought that was cool And whenever I heard that she was underrated At this time I was just like you know, I could kind of see how, because a lot of the attention was put on Charlotte Flair and on um, Sasha slash Mercedes. But at the same time, Becky was still really cool. So I really loved her back then. And I just thought she was just really different. And she was from Ireland. So anytime she would talk, you know, and speak in her Irish accent, I always loved it because I just thought it was really cool and really cute. Her and a her as a baby face was just the most precious thing on the planet. And I'm glad that now she's evolved to a point where she can get her flowers now um, as an athlete and also as a magnetic um, personality. But she was magnetic back then, too. And I feel like, you know, more credit should be given to her, you know, and her contributions for back then as well. So, yeah, Becky was just so cute to me. I loved her so much back then. So, yeah. Then, of course, you have this entrance. <laughs> From my fave Mercedes Monet slash Sasha. 
Um, this year um, was also the year Snoop Dogg got inducted into the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. And of course, if you may or may not know, Snoop Dogg is Mercedes Monet's real life cousin by blood. So can you imagine an amazing bloodline like that? Because I also believe she's related to Brandy as well and Ray J. So imagine that you have that big of a bloodline and you're a wrestler and you're doing something like way different outside of that, but either way being successful all the same. That's the bloodline that Mercedes Monet is a part of. And in her entrance, Snoop Dogg came out and wrote a special verse for her theme song. Um, of course, which was had a dream I had made it. Now there's nothing dragging down me. Yeah, yeah, it was that one. And then of course she had um the woman come out to perform with her. And I believe I wrote down her name. Her name is Raven Felix. That's her name. Shout out to Raven Felix. She came out there and sang the vocals on um, Sasha's theme song at that time. And I thought that was a really cool um, verse that Snoop actually put on the song, which wound up being the verse that was put on the remix version of her theme song, where you heard the bass go boom, 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 boom. And he goes, yes, yes, y'all. So fresh, y'all. Snoop Dogg and Sasha Banks is the best, y'all. Make way for the new. What it do? And da 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 da, and says she coming for you. Uh, bump, 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 bump. Y'all know the song, but sadly, you have to go on YouTube to listen to it now because it's not on streaming anymore. Because of course, Mercedes Monet is not with the company. Um, and the same thing goes for Naomi's theme song too. But either way. Y'all get it. Y'all love the theme song. But either way, that was a part of her entrance. And Miss Sasha came out dressed in some special gear with the confetti. I'm going to zoom in so y'all can see. Um, with the confetti. And she came out dressed in a coat that said SB on the front of it. And her gear was patterned after the late, great Eddie Guerrero, who they said, of course, was her hero and inspired her to want to wrestle in the first place as a little girl. And of course, you know, Mikazi, her husband, is going to go off on the designs for his lady love. And that's exactly what he did. Like, he gave her the boot covers that looked exactly like um, Eddie Guerrero's boot covers with the black flames and the yellow boots and everything, and gave her the pants and whatnot that said legit boss with the flames on the bottom part. Like, he snapped. And I know it was really special and stuff like that. And I hate that she never wore this gear again until like maybe a random raw where she had trunks and not the pants. But either way, this gear was absolutely fantastic and unforgettable. And I just loved every inch of it. I loved it so much. And Malcolm, thank you for watching and saying everyone support the show. Happy WrestleMania week to you too. Thank you so much for that. So of course, like, share, and subscribe to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast if you haven't done it already. But either way, this was like one of my favorite gears from um, Sasha Mercedes here. And she would go on to slay us um, in the years coming after this, too, with more amazing gear. But the idea that she was able to share this moment with her cousin, which is absolutely amazing. And this right here made me feel like she was going to win this match. But we're going to get to that a little bit later. Now, of course, you have Miss Charlotte Flair coming out 
holding the Divas title around her waist because she was the champion going in. And she came out with her father. And the special part about this gear and this robe was the fact that this robe was made of the pieces of the robe that Ric Flair wore during his retirement match against Shawn Michaels um, at WrestleMania 28. And I thought that was really special because, of course, you know, that's her dad. Um, and she was in the audience. She was front sitting front row when he wrestled his final WWE match. And the idea that it went full circle and now she's a wrestler and he's able to be there for her at a WrestleMania with all the pageantry and the grandeur that his had um, was just a beautiful moment, even though they were heels at this point in time. It was just the idea that she was able to take pieces of his robe and pieces of him with her as she moved women's wrestling forward. This was really amazing to see. Um, it was just an amazing um, moment, even though at the time she wasn't the favorite but either way it was still really cool so moving into action proper <laughs> of this match um it was just this was just really cool and like i said sasha was the favorite to win in this match but to start the match off charlotte and sasha no no charlotte traded shots back and forth with Beth. Becky and Sasha's chest before they knocked her down and proceeded to focus on pinning each other with various pin combos in order to try to win the match in quick fashion. But of course, that wasn't what, how this was going to fly. Because of course, you know, back in the day, you could do a quick women's match and nobody would think anything of it. This is not that time. <laughs> this is not that time, okay? So in this match, you know, they kept trying to pin each other with different combinations, but it wouldn't work. They kept kicking it, kicking out. And Becky Lynch was showing really amazing athleticism here because she kept bridging out of all of the various pins that everyone kept trying to pull on her. So it was just really cool um, to see that she had that athleticism and that flexibility in that match. Then, of course, in this picture, you see Charlotte trying to hit Becky with a um, big boot that she's definitely famous for. Um, then Charlotte and Sasha actually had a stare off until Sasha let out a flurry of hits to Charlotte's chest um, with a lot of uh, um, flare chops or whatnot. And in this part, this was where she hit one of her patented lucha takedowns where she'll run up the rope while holding her opponent's hand and then hit a hurricanrana onto Charlotte, which kind of shook her up. And then she hit the Eddie Guerrero shimmy after she did it too. And I was just like, you better get it, girl. I love it when Mercedes does stuff like that because she actually did something like that in her match versus Kyrie at Battle in the Valley um, a month ago too. So I just love watching her do lucha moves because you can tell that she really does value um, all types of wrestling, not just the regular parts, but she she values all types of it. And she is not shy about utilizing it, you know, whenever she's wrestling against anybody. So that was really, really cool. Then, of course, Charlotte tried to pick up Sasha, you know, and then she dropped her head onto the turnbuckle. Um, and then she tried to cross up Becky Lynch. But then Sasha um, tried to do a double sunset flip. But then she hit. Um, but then she tried to hit a pinning attempt onto Becky. But then Becky kicked out. And this was really impressive. If you go back and watch it, like this was a really impressive spot here where you saw Becky hit Charlotte with one of her patented suplexes. So it was really cool. And then Sasha and Becky had a standoff. And something that kept taking place throughout this match was the fact that 
each woman had a different moment with each other, which was kind of reminiscent of each of their rivalries in NXT. Because, of course, Sasha and Charlotte had their storied rivalry, which, of course, took place more so on the main roster more than anything. But then Becky and Sasha had um, a rivalry, and then Becky and Charlotte had a rivalry, too. So they each had different moments with each other throughout the match. Here again, which feeds into giving the women more time to tell various stories throughout. And it was really good to see. Like, I loved it. And then you had a series of arm drags from Becky to Sasha into an arm lock. Like, she kept trying to lock in the disarmor and multiple arm submissions in order to get either one of these women to tap out. Because, of course, Charlotte did not have to be inside of the decision um, at the match for her to lose her title. So, it could have been anybody at this point. But Becky really was trying to apply her um, submission work here. Um and then she even hit an arm DDT to Charlotte that was very impressive as well. And then, of course, they had some action outside of the ring, too. But Becky wasn't here to play any games. She was here to fight. And that's something that I love about her is the toughness. And then, of course, you have Ric Flair back there looking at her, like, all shocked or whatnot. Like, I can't believe you're doing my daughter like this. Yep, this is wrestling, baby. So, yeah. Um, here, here again, you see Becky... <laughs> <laughs> um, applying more of that submission work to Charlotte. But of course, Charlotte was able um, to break out of it. Um, but then Charlotte kept trying to weaken Becky's body parts by kicking her in the knee over and over and over again. So it was a very hard-hitting match. Um, but either way, this is at the this is at the point where everything started to get a little bit tricky here. Now, of course, Sasha was trying was outside of the ring for different parts of the match, but for every moment she was outside of the ring, whenever she re-entered the in-ring component of that match, she made an impact. Because as Charlotte was trying to lock Becky with the figure four and bridge into the figure eight, Sasha climbed up on the top rope and hit a frog splash that I know made Eddie Guerrero proud from on high. I know it did because she, it was so clean. And as you can see in this picture, like she got good airtime and she landed it perfectly onto Charlotte to break up the um, figure four. And she tried to hit a near fall on her, but it was absolutely fantastic. Like, Pictures of these almost don't do it justice when you watch it happen um, on screen. It was absolutely stellar. It was so beautiful. I was so impressed with her and I was so proud of her. And after that, you know, in the audience, you heard the fans chanting, let's go, Sasha, clap, 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 clap. Let's go, Sasha, clap, 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 clap. Because she did that, baby. So like I said, Sasha was clearly the people's favorite in order to win this match. Um, and then Sasha hit a standing double knee um, to Charlotte Flair with a cover, but then she did with Becky hitting suplexes um, to her and everything. And if it's one thing Becky knows how to do, she knows how to hit you with a good suplex that will hurt your back. Like, she will bexplex you until you can't be bexplexed no more. And even after that, she'll still bexplex you. So that's what was going on there. Like, Sasha looked like she had the upper hand, but Becky broke it up. They were on each other. And then this part of the match really got me together right here. When Becky and Charlotte got to fighting, and then Becky actually hit Charlotte Flair with a pump handle rock bottom, which we now know as the manhandle slam. 
And when I saw it, tell me why it gave me PTSD from SummerSlam of 2021 when she hit that on Bianca Belair <laughs> and won the SmackDown Women's title from her in 26 seconds. Oh, my God. So, as it turns out, Becky been doing this. <laughs> She really has been doing this manhandle slam for a minute and we just never truly paid attention fully until she did it on Bianca like that. So I thought this was really funny because <laughs> it really did make me have a flashback. I was like, uh-uh, but this wasn't that. This is 2016 and that's not what was going on. <laughs> so furthermore, in this match... It was just a lots of great action all around. Furthermore, in this match, as Sasha, you know, jumped out and tried to hit Charlotte with a um, dive that was really clean and really cute, um, Becky wanted to prove that she could fly too. So she jumped on Ric Flair trying to hit Sasha, but she jumped on Ric Flair and was like, oh, I'm sorry. But I thought this was cool when I watched it the first time because I was just like, look, I'm glad you knocked him out because he's been trying to get in everybody's business. And y'all know how I feel. I feel like men should stay out of women's business. So her knocking him down was a welcome sight for me at this point. I was like, okay, girl, I see you. I know what you were trying to do, but what you did do was still effective. I see you, Becky. But everybody was flying all over the place. Sasha flew. Becky flew. But Charlotte wanted to prove that she could fly too. So after they all flew, they were getting themselves together and Charlotte hit one of the most beautiful moonsaults I've ever seen her hit ever. And of course, if you've watched anything she's done, I'm more than sure this was on her A&E documentary last night. If you watch any matches she's participated in, whether it be big or small, when she hits the moonsault, you just can't help but just stare because you have this beautiful statuesque woman who has a background in gymnastics and other sports as well, hitting this moonsault from the top rope and onto these women and landing either on her feet or on her knees and landing just as clean as she wants to land. And it's just so excellent. You just can't help but to just stare every time she hits it like it's just so beautiful like I, I just can't even do it and she basically proved here like look I can fly too y'all want to fly all over the place I can fly too y'all ain't just gonna leave me behind in this match you know and this is where she got herself a second win because as she was on the floor after she hit the moonsault she yelled out to both of the women and said this title is mine this is my title and then she got both women back in the ring and hit a double natural selection on the both of them. And then she covered the women to no avail. They both kept kicking out because, of course, this is a high-stakes match. None of these women wanted to lose in a small way. Like, no, like, you ain't finna get them together. But Charlotte was really ready to end this match because she was just like, look, I'm sick of y'all. Y'all ain't finna take my title from me. This is my moment. Y'all ain't finna do this to me. And this natural selection after that moonsault, like, I can't even, the conditioning it takes to do stuff like that it's just out of this world i can't even deal um but of course becky actually hit a killer drop kick to both of these women this is another impressive part of this match where i believe sasha tried to um counter a move that charlotte was trying to do to her and then she wound up on on top of um charlotte's shoulders but then becky turned around and climbed up on the rope and hit 
a drop kick to both of the women in midair. And this was so impressive. And as you can see, you probably want to look down and look at Ric Flair looking at them like, whoa, I cannot believe she did that. Like, I couldn't believe it either. It was just so sick. I just, oh my God, just the athleticism that these women showed just proved that they were not here to play games with us at all. They really weren't. And I'm just so proud. Like, I, I can't say enough good things about the athleticism shown here in this match. Like, it was just so good. Um, but then Becky had an opportunity to lock into this armor to Charlotte Flair. Um, and it was really looking like Charlotte was about to tap out. And in this match, even though I know I'm a Mercedes Monet lover, I love Becky too. So if Becky had won this match, I wouldn't have been mad either. Like I would have been happy with her winning this match too. Cause she really was, as you can see from the footage doing a fantastic job. And she was about to submit Charlotte here, but then Sasha interrupted it and locked in the bank statement. Well, she hit the backstabber to um, Becky as she still tried to hit the submission onto Charlotte. And then she locked in the bank statement to Becky, but then Charlotte broke it up and locked in a figure four to Sasha. But then in this moment, this is where Sasha was using her body to um, move around and reverse the figure four, which is, of course, something that you can do. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this match had me on the edge of my seat. And then, of course, as Charlotte tried to go for the figure eight after rever reversing it again, um, Becky pulled Sasha underneath the ropes in order to break it up. So the referee, you know, was like, okay, Charlotte, let it go because she's under the ropes now. Y'all know the rules. If an opponent, you know, finds a way to the ropes or underneath the ropes, you have to break up the hold or else you'll be disqualified. So that was smart on Becky's part to pull Sasha away from that. And so as all of the women crawled to their knees in order to face each other, they kept slapping each other in the chest, kept punching each other in the face multiple times just to knock each other down and then finally Becky and Sasha just like earlier in the match ganged up on Charlotte again and started beating up her and trying to beat her down over and over again in order to wear Charlotte down as the champion because they wanted to just destroy her finally and just end this because they they were really giving it to each other they, they I know they had to be tired at this point but they didn't care it was all for the championship and they wanted to make history so after they beat Charlotte down they of course proceeded to beat up on each other some more um and hit it and hit each other in the mouth and then Charlotte hit Sasha with a fierce spear as Sasha rolled out of the ring in order to gain her bearings after that spear and then Becky hit a backsploder off of the top rope to Charlotte as Sasha was hanging upside down towards the turnbuckles like it was just a lot of crazy stuff going on as you can see this is the backsploder from the top rope now if Becky were to hit this this weekend at WrestleMania, I won't be mad at her because Miss Ma'am is going to have to get the business done, okay? And this really did rock um, Charlotte's world here. And this is where I low-key thought it was going to end. But as you can see, Sasha was hanging upside down and sort of playing dead and sort of making Becky think that, you know, she was out. And she was just like, okay, I'm just going to hang here and just lay here and just play dead or whatnot but Sasha woke up and locked Becky 
into the bank and just like tap out tap out and it really did look like becky was gonna tap out for a minute and she was yelling at her to tap out and then becky tried to reverse it but then sasha held on for dear life and still had the bank statement locked in and she was just like tap out and then this is where the crowd starts going crazy because we're just like oh my god sasha about to do it sasha about to do it sasha about to do it but then up comes charlotte flair she threw sasha out of the ring and then Charlotte locked in her figure eight to Becky. And as Sasha was trying to get back in in order to break up the lock, Ric Flair held on to Sasha to keep her from getting in the ring. And Becky couldn't take the figure eight anymore. And she tapped out and broke all of our collective hearts. And Charlotte wound up winning and becoming the first WWE Women's Champion. And when I tell y'all I was pissed off, <laughs> when this first happened, I was so angry. Let me make the screen bigger. I was so angry when this first happened because like I said, y'all know Mercedes Monet is my GOAT. So I really did want her to go forward and win this match, right? Because this really could have been big for her. It would have been amazing because that was the same weekend her cousin got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like I was really gunning for Sasha to win in this of course high on charlotte at this point but i'm not gonna say that charlotte didn't deserve it and that she didn't earn it because she really did fight tooth and nail with these women back and forth in order to win and rick only interfered towards the at the end of the match it's not like he interfered throughout the rest of it so i i will give credit where credit is due there but i was so pissed when it first happened because i wanted sasha to have her big moment at wrestlemania but of course this wasn't the end of their rivalry because of course charlotte and sasha will go on to have many 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 wars um in the ring um over that raw women's title but in terms of history charlotte made that history at that wrestlemania and was at the dawning of a new era for women's wrestling in WrestleMania. Like this match was pretty long. I would say at least over, over at least 15 or 20 minutes in comparison to the other matches that I have covered in this series where there were at least like maybe a minute or two or six minutes. This match went way longer than that. And you could see that this was a changing of the guard and for Charlotte to sort and for Charlotte Sasha and Becky to perform the way that they did after being called up from um, NXT um, maybe only a year ago before this was just absolutely fantastic for these women they did a phenomenal job and they had nothing the other two women had nothing to be ashamed of um, but the only thing Charlotte had to be ashamed of was the fact that she used her dad to cheat but other than that you know Charlotte won and she was the first um she was the first WWE Women's Champion and that's champion. So that's something that she gets to, that's a feather that she gets to have in her cap forever. So big ups to her and also big ups to Becky and Sasha because of course they wound up having their moments after their perspective moments and accomplishments after that. They wound up doing big things in WWE as well. So they have nothing to be ashamed of even though Sasha did look disappointed here in this picture and I was disappointed too. I was so sad. But either way, you know, lots of amazing things happened. Um with these women's careers now of course now um charlotte flair is now a 14-time women's champion she is now currently the smackdown women's champion and she is set off to she is set to face 
off against Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania this weekend for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And of course, Rhea Ripley is a part of the generation of women that came after the Four Horse Women. So it's really cool to see that both of these women, you know, have, you know, risen up um, in the ranks in order to have a match of this magnitude for us, for, um, a women's title like this at WrestleMania. So they've knocked down the doors and broken all the glass ceilings. And now this is what we have to look forward to this weekend. We have multiple women's championship matches, unlike in the past where you would just have one that would last like um, a minute or five minutes at a time. We have meat to eat when it comes to women's matches. And Patrick Nelson, thank you for watching. That match was fire. And that was your first mania. Wow. Congratulations. That's a really good mania. Um, and then, of course, you have Becky Lynch, who, um, like I said, has had multiple successes. She was a part of the first women's main event at WrestleMania with Charlotte, like I mentioned earlier, and um, Ronda Rousey. And now, of course, she is the women's tag team champion alongside Hall of Famer Lita. And, of course, her and Trish Stratus, who is also a Hall of Famer, who I have covered in the series before, will be facing off against Damage Control in the form of Bayley, Eosky, and Dakota Kai. And not to... um talk down on Bailey because like I said she is she helped to revolutionize women's wrestling as well even though the um the first three horse women that were brought called up to the main roster were called up and Bailey was left at NXT because she was the NXT women's champion at that time we still want to give her her flowers for allowing the women to have these types of platforms like Dakota Kai and EO Sky you know to be at a Wrestlemania like this this weekend and I can't wait to see what these women get to have cracking you know in this match I cannot wait I'm so excited that I get to be there and of course we have miss mercedes monet um formerly known as sasha banks who is now the iwgp women's champion of new japan pro wrestling and she is set off to face um two other talented women um at sakura genesis the week after wrestlemania for that title in a triple threat match so i am really excited about her future and um, all the things that she is set to do because of course she did release some pictures of her training with wrestlers in France so she really is taking that title everywhere she's carrying that title at comic cons that she's going to galaxy conventions that she's going to and I'm more than sure she'll have it at WrestleCon this weekend um, so yeah like all of these women are doing amazing things in and out of WWE at this point um, and it's just beautiful to see how these three women help to revolutionize women's wrestling in WWE. And I say in WWE because you can't just pretend that women's wrestling wasn't popping off elsewhere. So um, this was a really enjoyable match to go back and look at. And like I said, it really opened the door for how we perceive women's wrestling in WrestleMania now in the new era. So. Um, I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed this new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast um, as I talk about women in WrestleMania. Now, tomorrow night, I will be talking about a special main event at WrestleMania, which means the absolute world to me. And if you've been listening to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, you know which one it is. <laughs> I will be talking about Mercedes Monet versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania in 2021, which of course was the first time two black women main evented WrestleMania. That is going to be the end of the Women in WrestleMania series. So please be on the lookout for that tomorrow night. 
Um, and I hope you have been enjoying this series. And if you haven't gone back and listened to those episodes, please go back and listen to them or watch them on YouTube and just continue to support the show as I move about and make different moves for the brand. Um, because your girl will be headed to and having her flight on Wednesday morning. And I will be hopefully enjoying all the things that WrestleMania weekend has to offer. This will be my first time going um, in 12 years. So I'm really excited that I get to experience everything um, that this weekend has to offer, not only as a media member of wrestling, but as a fan. The little girl in me, the 17-year-old in me that went to WrestleMania 27 is jumping out of her skin right now. Um, But the adult me um, has stuff to do. So it's a beautiful dream come true. And I just cannot wait. So I hope you're having a happy WrestleMania week. Um, of course, oh, wait, no, that's the wrong picture. Now, of course, um, if I um, bought a t-shirt from, um, if you have not yet bought a t-shirt from foryourwear.com slash hardy wrestling podcast, please do so. Buy the Alabama wrestling t-shirt in the colors of black and red. You can get them in all sizes. And if you want to represent the show and represent Alabama wrestling and all of the icons and legends from Alabama who have made waves in, in wrestling um, mainstream, please buy that t-shirt. Please support your girl. And hopefully I will have more designs after WrestleMania and after I get my bearings. So please continue to support the show. Listen to the show everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, watch and subscribe. And also leave comments everywhere you listen. Like leave comments um, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and give me five stars, you know, and get the algorithm up so more people can see who I am and actually get more into wrestling um, through my show. Um, so yeah, the brand is growing. I'm growing. So many amazing things are happening. So I just, you know, I just can't wait. So of course, I hope you've been enjoying this um, series. And like I said, the series ends tomorrow. So I hope you've been, you know, being healthy and just, you know, celebrating life because life can be so short and so crazy. But I hope that you're continuing to be your best self and be the light in a world full of darkness. So, of course, this has been the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. And until tomorrow and until next time. Bye, y'all.